Welcome to our last day, day five of week three of our look through first and second Kings. We're in first Kings 18 today. God tells Elijah to do something in first Kings 18 one that is startling. It is, it is shocking. And it tells us, it teaches us a second key principle towards becoming a significant servant of the Lord. At the Kirith Ravine at Zarephath, we learned that significant servants know that God is willing and able to meet all of my needs. But then something happens in chapter 18, verses 1 and 2, that's going to teach us this second lesson. Listen to these verses. After a long time, in the third year, the third year of this time of drought, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. Present yourself to Ahab? Why in the world would he go there? That's the last place he wanted to be. Ahab was his greatest enemy, but God says, I want you to go there. And he starts this process that's going to take him to a place called Mount Carmel as he presents himself to Ahab, where he's going to come against 450 prophets of Baal. And at Mount Carmel and all the way up to it, he's going to learn this next lesson of significant servants. Personal faith always demands personal risk. That's what it means to have faith as a significant servant. And Elijah, again and again, takes the risk to tell the truth. Now, you can read it all through this chapter. In the beginning of the chapter, he confronts Obadiah, a fellow prophet, and he told him the truth about his fear. And then he takes the risk, even as God had told him to do in these first few verses, to go to Ahab and talk to him. And he told him the truth about his sin. Listen to what happens beginning in verse 16. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And when he saw Elijah, he said to him, is that you, you troubler of Israel? I've not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You've abandoned the Lord's commands and you've followed the Baals. Now, summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So he took the risk to confront Ahab, but then that leads to a next risk. And the beginning of that risk is the risk to confront the people. Before he even confronts the prophets on this day, they're, they're all gathering at Mount Carmel. The people are there to watch this confrontation. So in 1 Kings 18, 21, Elijah went before the people and he said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. He took the risk to tell them the truth about their hypocrisy. And what could they say? They said nothing. So then it comes to this final risk, this risk to tell the truth about God. He confronts these 450 prophets of Baal and these 400 prophets of Asherah. So 850 prophets of a false god against one prophet of the true God. And he stands forth and tells the truth about who God really is. They were proclaiming gods that simply were not real. They were proclaiming nothing but a lie. But because they were proclaiming it so often, people began to believe it. That's what culture does to us. There are things that are said in culture now because people say it often enough. Everybody believes it must be right. Well, of course it's not right just because people say it. That's ridiculous, totally ridiculous. You can learn that from history if you can learn nothing else from history. But these false prophets, they had all the people worshiping their gods and they were eating at the king's palace. They were the most popular in the kingdom. Elijah took the risk to tell them the truth about God. And then he took the risk to trust in the truth of what he was telling them. Verse 22, Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. 
And so he decides this day to provide a test, one of the most famous stories in the Old Testament. I want to share it with you. It's one of the most dramatic stories in the Old Testament because what happens this day is a day where the risk of faith is shown to be a risk worth taking. Beginning in verse 23, Elijah says, Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, and, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. And Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull given to them and they prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon. Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar that they'd made at noon. Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he's deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and they slashed themselves with swords and spears as was their custom until their blood flowed. Midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But still, there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, of whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two sayas of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bowl into pieces, and laid it on the wood. And then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Israel, and Isaac, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord. Answer me so that these people will know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. And then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and they cried, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I don't need to say much else. It's all in that story. Elijah took the risk to stand alone. He took the risk to speak out. He took the risk to trust God, and God showed up. Now, you may think, uh, I don't know that I could call fire down from heaven like Elijah did. Well, if God put you in a place where fire needed to be brought down from heaven, that's exactly what would happen. But as you take the risk of faith, it might be that God would call words into your mouth to share the truth with a friend. That's the risk you need to take. Or he would put love into your heart to love your family in a way that you never had before. That's the risk of faith that you need to take. Or he'd put a sense of faith into your life so that you would step out into a ministry to serve people that need to be served, that you're frightened to serve, but you know it's what God wants you to do. That's the risk that you need to take. And the fire that falls down from heaven will be the truth that goes into that friend's life, the love that is seen by your family, the ministry that happens in this world. That fire will change the world 
as much, more even than the fire that fell that day with Elijah. But it starts with the risk of faith. So as we pray a servant's prayer today, just ask yourself, what risk of faith do I need to take? And pray this with me. Oh, Father, you know, it's hard for me to take risks. I'd rather trust in myself. I'd rather trust in what's familiar. I'd rather stay where I am. But Lord, I want to live the kind of life that you have. I want to serve in the way that you want me to serve. So I pray that you'd show me the risk of faith that you want me to take, not the foolish risk that I take to prove something to myself, but the faith risk, that the only reason I take it is because I trust you. And God, when I take that risk and I trust you, I know that whether the answer comes immediately, as it did with Elijah that day, or it comes in a timing of months and years, I know that the fire will fall. I know that your word will come true. I know that I can trust you. So show me what to do. Show me how to risk in faith. Thank you that you are trustworthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, join us next week. We're going to keep learning how to serve from this wonderful servant of God, this prophet of God, Elijah. <laughs>